and welcome to another ABI podcast. I'm Amy Quackenboss, the Deputy Executive Director of the American Bankruptcy Institute. And today, I'm pleased to be joined by four special guests. In honor of Women's History Month, ABI has gathered its women presidents, past and future, for a discussion about their experience as leaders in the industry and with ABI. Before I start our discussion, let me introduce you to these amazing women. Deborah Williamson was ABI's first woman president. She served as president from 1998 to 99. She is well known in the insolvency community and has practiced insolvency and restructuring law for over 30 years. She's a member of DICOMA and serves as the leader of DICOMA's Financial Review Committee. Deborah has been named a leader in her field by Chambers USA since 2003, selected for inclusion by Texas Super Lawyers as one of the top 100 lawyers in Texas and as one of the top 50 women lawyers in Texas and one of the top 50 lawyers in Central Texas since the honor's inception. In 2011, she was awarded ABI's Lifetime Achievement Award, which has been presented only three times in ABI's nearly 30-year history. Our next guest is Melissa Kibler. Melissa is a Senior Managing Director of Mackinac Partners in Chicago and has more than 25 years of experience providing financial advisory, restructuring, and turnaround management services to Fortune 500 and mid-sized companies and their stakeholders. She was named a Consulting Magazine 2013 Women Leader in Consulting, an Illinois CPA Society 2011 Women to Watch Award recipient, the iWork 2010 Woman of the Year in Restructuring, a Crane Chicago Business 2004 40 Under 40, and the 2003 CIRA Gold Medal winner. She served as ABI's president in 2010 to 2011. Trish Redman, who served ABI as its president in 2013 to 2014, also joins us today. Trish is an insolvency and restructuring shareholder in Stearns Weaver Miller's Miami office, where her practice focuses on creditors' rights and corporate restructuring in bankruptcy court and in out-of-court workouts. Trish is the recipient of the Florida Bar's 2019 Tobias Simon Pro Bono Service Award and the American Bar Association's 2017 Jean Allard Glass Cutter Award. She has been recognized with the highest ranking in Chambers USA as a top 100 Florida super lawyer and top 50 women Florida super lawyer by Florida super lawyers and as the Miami Bankruptcy and Creditor Debtor Rights Insolvency and Reorganization Law Lawyer of the Year by the Best Lawyers in America. Our final speaker has been lead or co-counsel in some of the most influential decisions in consumer bankruptcy over the last 20 years. She will also be sworn in as ABI's newest president in just a few weeks. Alan Beckett is a managing partner of Beckett & Lee, LLP, a Malvern, Pennsylvania law firm providing comprehensive nationwide representation of financial institutions in bankruptcy matters with a focus on consumer lenders and debt purchasers. Alan is also a member of the Board of Directors, co-chair of the Bankruptcy Section, and co-chair of the Professional Standards and Grievance Committees of the National Creditors Bar Association. She's also a member of the National Association of Chapter 13 Trustees and the National Association of Bankruptcy Trustees. She has written and lectured extensively on consumer bankruptcy issues for a variety of professional organizations, including ABI. So welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Thanks for having us. I wanted to mention that we are missing one other ABI president, Bettina White. Unfortunately, Bettina was unable to join us today, um, but, and we wish we were, she was here, but we will catch her at another time. So ladies, you're all such wonderful role models. You've really become leaders in our industry and have very successful practices. During the course of your careers, can you tell me to tell the listeners who inspired you or mentored you or influ- influenced you the most? Uh, Deborah, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I have I really have two answers to that question. One is within my firm, um, it, when I got active in ABI, it was not something that was really done by by firms in Texas, much less in San Antonio. 
And the managing partner of the firm, Dan Webster, strongly encouraged me to go to ABI meetings, get involved, and, and be a participant. And I still, I'm still grateful to Dan, who, by the way, is still practicing today. Within ABI, it's all about Ed Creel. Ed is a Texas bankruptcy lawyer, fabulous person, and he's the one that, that got me first involved in ABI writing, what is now known as Bench Notes. That's, that's great, Deborah. How about you, Alan? Well, so I, I don't know that I really ever had a mentor, but I will say that my father basically taught me how to be a lawyer and threw me into courtroom litigation the day I passed the bar. He was an excellent writer um, and was not intimidated by anyone. Uh, most of all, though, um, he taught me one of the most important things that I've kept with me all these years, and that is that your reputation is, that, is all that you have and never do anything to sully it. And I've lived by that since then. That's really such great advice and rings true in everything you do. Melissa, how about you? For the first five years of my career, I was lucky to have a number of strong women who I worked with, but I have to single out one, and that's Bettina White, who you mentioned earlier, ABI's second woman president, and who was leading Pricewaterhouse's business turnaround services practice at the time. Bettina went out of her way to provide me with opportunities to play significant roles with clients, to participate in new business pitches, to make presentations and be involved in professional associations like ABI, and also to assist with internal presentations to the PW Partner Group. Through that, she gave me opportunities to not only gain experience, but visibility and credibility. I do want to note as well, though, that there were a number of men later in my career as well who also were significant in being mentors, providing opportunities, and providing support. And how about you, Trish? Okay, well, it's an interesting question, and when I thought about it, um, I realized that when I started, there were only two women practicing in bankruptcy in the Southern District of Florida. So there weren't really any women to look to, although my firm was extremely involved in professional organizations and encouraged me to be involved, encouraged me to write, encouraged me to speak. Um, Again, like some of the others, I got sent into court very first day um, and been taught to kind of sink or swim in court. Um, I also was one of the first people to join ABI. I remember back in the day when ABI was just formed and a couple of us thought, wow, this is a great new organization. Let's go get involved. And the people I met there were certainly people that influenced me. Those are all great stories of really wonderful uh, mentors from all different walks of life. And I'm sure that they're very proud of you or um, would be proud of you um, for all you've accomplished today. I can assure our listeners that in addition to being ABI's presidents, uh, our our guests today have done uh, a significant amount of volunteer work with ABI and, and, and led up to them being president. And they're also leaders in the industry generally. Um, but my next question to you all is, what do you see as your biggest success as a leader, whether it be in ABI or in the insolvency industry generally? Um, so, Alan, let's start with you. So, Amy, just along the lines of what you just said, um, I don't think that resources matter as much as willingness to serve and to be a part of something like the ABI. I'm a woman in a male-dominated field and a consumer practitioner. So if I can bring awareness to leadership um, at the ABI and even being a consumer practitioner, anyone can get involved and do the same. That's great. That's great. Um, And Trish, how about you? 
Um, interestingly enough, when I left my firm when I was a young lawyer, um, I started on my own, and I started to get involved in more and more significant level cases. And as I did that and first sat and had the first seat in each of those cases, um, I had an opportunity to liaise with people who were the leaders in the bankruptcy bar all throughout Florida um, and to to really um, achieve many successes that I might not have had um, if I were just writing motions and and, and, um, doing research. Um, In addition, I've had the opportunity since 1990 to teach at the local law schools, um, most recently at the University of Miami. And one of my best successes um, is all the students who are now bankruptcy lawyers who I'm extremely proud of. And Trish, some of those students have joined ABI and been very actively involved, and it's so wonderful to see uh, that and, and all you've done in that arena. Melissa, how about you? I as well would mark the opportunity to become involved in and be president of ABI as being one of the most significant in my career. Um, I had the opportunity to be involved and lead at various levels, at the committee level, and then as vice president of membership, and then the entire organization. And as Alan said, this isn't something that I aspired to from the moment I got involved in ABI. I found value throughout uh, that trajectory and was honored that there was an opportunity to serve in that role. But I think you have to look at the path as being really um, where the value uh, came as far as my career goes, looking at the national contact network, visibility, uh, and leading to opportunities with both clients and other professional associations. Um, I will note that another significant uh, milestone for me was making partner at KPMG and having the opportunity to be part of leading and building a restructuring practice on a big four platform. And at that time, that also transitioned my practice to a national practice being involved in higher profile matters. Deborah, how about you? What have been some of your biggest successes as a leader uh, in the industry or ABI? Well, my, my, my story probably starts at the, at the end. Uh, it, it, as you could tell from the introduction, I was fortunate enough to be involved in ABI very early in ABI's history uh, and was president of the ABI relatively early in my career. But what that taught me or showed me is that I could lead. And from there, it, it, the natural step was leading as first chair, as Trish said, in, in larger and larger cases. Uh, and then ultimately, probably probably the greatest accomplishment, and I give ABI a lot of credit for this, uh, four years ago, no, five years ago, I was elected managing partner of my firm, uh, which first woman managing partner of the firm, and not only that, the probably the only bankruptcy lawyer they'll ever elect. <laughs> and from there, led our firm into a, a merger uh, with Dykema. And I, I strongly believe, I have, if I hadn't had the leadership opportunities, and the evidence that I could lead that I got from ABI, I, I doubt that, that I would have ever been elected managing partner of my firm or that my firm would be where it is today. Well, you can't really ever be successful without overcoming challenges. And so my next question, I'm going to ask each of you to discuss your biggest challenge on your path to becoming uh, a successful leader. Um, so, uh, Trish, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, I, I started practicing in the Southern District of Florida, which is an incredibly diverse community. Um, and in the beginning, when I started handling my own Chapter 11 cases, um, a lot of times um, men clients um, would say, well, gee, you know, are you sure you can handle this? And I pretty much say to them, 
Um, if you don't think I can, then you should really go talk to someone else. Um, but getting the credibility, um, both with the courts um, and with client groups, um, in order to, to instill confidence in them um, and to get past that. And, and, and I think once you get past it, you're there. But um, getting there was a, was a challenge in the beginning and, and a significant one. What do you think worked best for you to help you overcome that challenge, to get that credibility? Hard work, preparation, and um, just being attentive, being a good professional. Melissa, how about you? What is uh, one of your biggest challenges that you faced? I had a situation when I was a manager where there was a partner partner who I worked for who for a period of time was extremely critical of it seemed everything that I did. And while I wasn't the first person who he treated this way, and, and his objective may very well have been to teach me, I just found it demoralizing and demotivating. And so I was contemplating leaving the industry. And But I, I'm glad that I took that step to speak to a couple of my male mentors, people that I was working with closely at the time who were aware of and could observe the situation. And they stepped in and essentially reassigned me and took me under their wings in order to change the tra- trajectory of my career. That's that's really so important. I mean, personality sometimes can be very challenging, especially if you are, you know, an associate working for a partner who uh, isn't necessarily helpful or trying to be helpful, but maybe not in the right way. And it's it's hard. So trying to find your way around that when you're so young and not knowing uh, exactly how to navigate the world of of the firm, uh, it can be tough. Uh, Deborah, how about you? Well, when I started practicing, uh, my firm uh, did not really have a bankruptcy practice, and I had actually taken a bankruptcy course, not because I was going to be a bankruptcy lawyer, but because I thought I should know something about it. Um, And so coming into the practice, it was both the firm not really knowing bankruptcy, but this is also when the code was brand new, and trying to explain to people uh, and being some kind of presence when you're dealing with judges with a brand new code. What really helped me uh, in being a young professional who's trying to explain to a judge the code's different from the act, which today's young professionals would never have to worry about, um, was the office writing bench notes. I, I think, was perceived certainly in Texas and maybe in a lot of other places as someone who knew the law because I wrote this column every month. And I read, it was there for 20-something years, I think I read every bankruptcy decision that came out, or at least a vast majority of them, and, and I knew decisions within a day or two of them coming out, which some of the judges didn't, which is very uncomfortable one day, and some of the judges no longer on the bench when I had to tell him that the circuit said he was wrong. Um, and so the challenge was being a young professional with the code being new and the judges not really knowing it and the older lawyers not really knowing it, and, and you leveraging the writing and the reading I did for ABI bench notes into having credibility in the courtroom. That's great. Alan, how about you? So, on a different level, my biggest challenge was podium height. Because (laughs) anybody who knows me knows that I'm not really that tall. Um, My first speaking engagement, I was so flattered and honored, but then I was given a milk crate covered by a tablecloth to stand on for the presentation. So, um, that's always been a challenge, so always make sure to check that out before I present. But, um, in all seriousness, um, having three children uh, and a business to run is challenging enough. And so when you add volunteer work um, to that, it's just another item that, as women, we put on our to- to-do list. And if it, if it means enough 
um, we do it. And for me, it, it meant enough to put in that extra effort. Um, I do want to add, though, um, so I don't give the wrong impression, at the ABI, I personally have never felt that being a woman meant that I was treated any differently, which which has been great. That's, that is great. That's important and, and good to hear. So our next question uh, is... Uh, an important part of, of course, leadership involves training the next group of leaders. Can each of you talk about what you're doing to help bring others along behind you? Melissa, why don't you start? Amy, as we talked about before, mentoring and teaching is very important part of what we do. And that goes for whether it's women or men. But I also have always remembered something that I heard a speaker mention one time. And that is, if you can, anytime you have an opportunity to select someone, always try to consider a woman. Go out of your way to find a woman candidate, whether it's someone to paint your house or pitch a restructuring deal. In the end, when you do select the ultimate uh, uh, person, this has to be someone who has the best qualifications of the group. But always try to at least consider a woman. Um, I will also note the importance, again, of professional associations, like ABI or some that are focused particularly on women like I work uh, in terms of being an avenue to bring others along. And there's also other not-for-profits that are not restructuring-oriented organizations that I've been involved with like Women Employed or the Chicago Children's Choir that are really focusing on giving people opportunities and uh, demonstrating values. And so I think involvement in all of those aspects is an important part of bringing others along. Deborah, how about you? Um, I, I, I agree with everything Melissa says, but interestingly enough, I found out recently that I apparently am a very popular uh, person with young women attorneys at, like, dinners after uh, speeches and conferences because I have no hesitation in giving my opinion on very practical things like don't wear high heels that are so high that they, they limit your ability to move around the courtroom or move quickly in a conference room. Oh, when you stand at the podium, Alan, make sure you take possession of the podium and you're not, you use your, your effective, but you're, you're clearly showing that you're in control. Uh, be prepared in however way you prepare, be yourself. And apparently, I, like I said, I, I get people that are young women that now like to buy me wine because I give these opinions. But I think it helps for those of us who, who grew up in a time when you, you felt like you almost had to, or, or some people felt like they had to almost imitate the way men acted and dressed um, and, and carried themselves to, to hear from someone who is, shall we say, more senior, that you can be yourself but don't limit yourself uh, in, in, in your ability to control your space, your courtroom, the conference room if you need to, and do it in a quiet and confident fashion. And how about you, Trish? Um, I, I guess, you know, mostly I teach. Um, I've taught at St. Thomas University Law School and the University of Miami School of Law. Um, and through teaching, um, I'm a cheerleader for bankruptcy, so I get a lot of students who are, want to be involved in more upper-level advanced courses. Um, when we do things, um, we go to local bar events and, and we go to ABI conferences sometimes. Um, we have a rule that no more than two students can stand with me because when we network, if we go up to someone and I say, hi, this is Jane and Mary, that's easy. But if I say this is Jane, Mary, Sue, Heather, um, it, it gets a little much. Um, so I've been bringing students um, and young lawyers to conferences for a long time. I find that ABI is a really good place 
students, number one, love being members. They love getting emails every day. They love getting the information that they get. Um, and they also love the ability to go to a conference to meet people, um, to start to become a professional. In fact, Deborah's on the phone. One of Deborah's <laughs> associates was a student who I brought to the Southeast Conference. Um, she was an athlete who then went to law school, um, and I, she stayed friends with both Deborah and I to this day. And she's no longer associate. She's now a partner in a firm in, in Atlanta, but she is a dear right. friend of mine and one of the best hires I ever made. If I could just kept kept her in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That is great. Alan, how about you? What are you doing to help bring, to bring others behind you? So, um, especially with women, uh, much like what Melissa and Deborah said, anytime I have the chance to offer an opportunity, I look for women who I think are smart and capable, but maybe just need a nudge or a little leg up to become involved, more of an invitation. Um, once they take the first step, accepting an invitation, the door is open, and it's really up to them to choose to step through it. But I think sometimes, especially this is how I felt, um, I just needed somebody to pull me along a little bit, and then I was all in. So I try to do the same thing. And I know we've talked a little bit about this in this last question, but um, do you all have any advice that you'd give to younger women in the industry, either law students or young associates? Alan, how about we start with you? So I have a list, but I'll go through it pretty quickly. But uh, I think all of these are so important, I really couldn't choose. Um, I would tell them, again, what I said earlier, what my father told me. The, your reputation is all you have. It's all that you take with you from place to place to protect it. Uh, along with that is always take the high road. There is no exception for doing that. Um, something Deborah said, don't emulate what you see men doing. It's not going to work. I spent my first couple of years trying to act like my father when I went to litigation, and it didn't work. He was, you know, 35 years older than me, and he was a male, and he'd been in front of these people as a litigator for years, and I just couldn't get away with uh, behaving like he did. And finally, and really importantly, get yourself some girlfriends who you trust and who trust you. I have my own posse of ladies who I support and who support me through all things business and personal, personal and these um, these relationships have been the most important in my career to me. All great advice. Deborah. how about you? Well, you know, building on what Alan just said, <clears throat> for me, it's, it's a little bit different. I would advise you to find your friends in, in your volunteer organizations. And and for me, we were so, I was so fortunate that I got to know Bob Fishman, Ford Elsasser, Ricardo Kilpatrick, and others early uh, in my career and early in my relationship with ABI to the point where we are all family friends. We have vacation together. We go to each other's children's weddings. I mean, and so the, the ability to combine lasting family friendship with, with referral relationships with the volunteer organizations, it, especially as you work your way up your career, treasuring those relationships and valuing and trusting each other is critical. So, I, I would say find find the friends and find them early. But if you can if you can make them family friends, and it's so easy to much easier to do an ABI with the regional conferences in particular. We love Southeast. Uh, we met a lot. Our families became very close there. Uh, it, it's really special. I mean, to the point where my youngest daughter and Bob Fishman's youngest son, 
I think Tor- Victoria is the only person Matt may talk to besides his parents. I mean, it's just it's a wonderful relationship that is so valuable to our family. And I think that's hard to do um, if you are not meeting people in person. And that's why ABI events are so important because everybody's looking for business, right? So everybody's going to be reaching out to people and contacts through LinkedIn. But I mean, looking at your relationships, Deborah and ABI, you built those by being with people, attending the same conferences they did, getting to know them over time and um, and really developing that as opposed to just focusing on developing business. And I think that's important. And, and kudos to you for being able to do that. Thank you. And, and I can't emphasize enough how the ABI regional conferences have made it easy to bring families into the relationship and not just, you know, the bankruptcy lawyers. Uh, but first you have to be friends with the bankruptcy lawyers, and then you want to introduce your family. Right. Um, and, and, and you're right, Melissa. It is, it's, 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 it's one of the things that's made my life and my family's life and all of our lives better. Melissa, how about you? I'll absolutely echo what Deb said about the professional and personal relationships that ABI has helped me develop. Uh, more broadly, I would say for women in particular, uh, you can't assume that good work is going to get you where you want to be. You have to understand it is an essential building block, but then you're also going to have to add to that as well. Um, I also would say don't be afraid to take a chance. Trust yourself, and sometimes that would be even if your mentor doesn't agree with you. Uh, And finally, I would say that Sometimes the riskiest decision is not to seek change. That is so profound, Melissa. (laughs) But you're right. It is. I had to think about that for a second. I will actually tell you that that the person who I got that advice from was Bettina White. (laughs) Well, Trish, how about you? What would you recommend uh, and what do you recommend to your law students to um, help them become leaders and um, successful in in our industry or just generally uh, as, a, as a lawyer? Well, you know, I'd echo what everyone else has said because the relationships and, and the, the friendships um, and the professional relationships that you make at ABI are critical. And, and I think that the law students, when they first come to ABI, that's the feeling they get. They get a very welcoming feeling, um, and they start to meet people, not just the ones I introduce them to, but also the people that they meet who are their colleagues and are the people that are going to grow up in the organization with them. Um, But generally as well, I tell young people to be visible. Um, If people don't see you, if you blend in, and there's tons of lawyers today, um, then no one's going to notice the things that you do. And it's kind of on the theme of add to good work, um, but do things that, that people will notice. I was lucky. I was noticed because I was one of two women, and when I said things that were cogent, people would go, oh, my God, she can talk and she can, she can make a good argument. Um, but, 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 it, but it's different today. There's many, many women practicing. And also, don't miss an opportunity to make a difference for someone else. Um, because that person will remember it forever. You all have shared great advice for younger folks. Uh, and my last question, and if, if, you, if you don't have an answer, you don't have an answer, but you've talked about some male uh, mentors, and I know, Melissa, you mentioned Bettina, but is there a woman either in the industry or in your history that you admire the most uh, and want to mention here today? Uh, Deborah, why don't we start with you? So, again, 
you know, it's a tough question about the word admire because I admire so many people for for their willingness to to step up to to find the time to invest to do so earlier in their careers and and just the so many that have done that. Um, if I look for people within a practice, I, I, I think for many of us, Bettina obviously comes to mind as someone who who started. Uh, she could tell you stories about Continental and National Bank, which no longer exists. She does. She survived. It didn't. Um, as far as showing us what women can do, uh, even when you're height-challenged, Alan. Um, so Bettina would probably be on the list for professional purposes. Um, I've got some dear friends that I've practiced with since I started with the firm that I admire, respect, uh, that, that, that have gotten me through hard times. I've gotten through them through some hard times. Um, and and it's it's critical, particularly as I've gotten older in my career. And Alan, how about you? Well, I admire any woman and every woman who supports other women, and that was my first answer. But I want to I want to add on to that and say, Trish, I admire you tremendously, and especially for what you just said, because you demonstrate it every day. And that is, don't pass up an opportunity to help somebody, and you personify that. And um, that I think is the most important thing I've heard on this on this call, Trish. So thank you for saying that. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> Trish. How about you? Um, you know, you know, when we talked about this question, I had just flown back from Los Angeles on Sunday, and I had watched RBG on the on the plane, and I was starting to think about um, Justice Ginsburg and how influential she has been, and there were things I saw in the movie that I just didn't know about what she did for women, what she did for women's rights, both as, as an advocate and as a Supreme Court justice. And I just thought she is an unbelievable role model. And I started, found it interesting that the young people today are buying the big glasses and things like that <laughs> so that, that they can look like Justice Ginsburg um, and be like her. So I thought she was a great role model, but also everybody on this phone, because everybody on this phone, um, I... You know, I gave a shout out when I became president of ABI to both Deborah and Melissa and Bettina, because I thought that wow, this was an incredible club to be a part of, with those people. And now with Alan part of it, I think that I I, I think that everybody on this phone are, are people that I I that really inspired me. And Melissa, how about you? Amy, as you know, this was a question that I struggled with a little bit, went on a couple of websites and looked at lists and, and again, found so many people that one could be inspired by, but I now have come to two answers, and it was no one that was on one of those lists. Uh, One of them uh, was my grandmother, and I look back at someone born in 1914 who got a college degree at a time where very few women did, had a career teaching, but then was someone who was so involved in the community even after retirement and really raised not only a family but a community and was someone who you've never heard a bad thing about. And one of the things that made me realize is that we really don't have to look very far at all to find women who we really admire. Um, There's someone else, though, who has really come to my attention in the last week who I thought I would mention uh, being very impressed with, and that's Jacinda Ardern, who's the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Uh, She took office in 2017 at 37 years old and so was the world's youngest leader at the time and very shortly thereafter gave birth, so became the second woman in history to give birth while an elected head of state and the first to ever take maternity leave. 
And her handling of the terrible New Zealand mass shooting recently has been hailed around the world with adjectives like stoic, firm, yet inclusive, equality, dignity, grace, courage. Uh, what she has done in that, on that stage has really exemplified the leadership qualities that I think we would all hope to see in our elected leaders, but in a way that really embraces her role as a woman. So she's someone that's present today that uh, I really admire. Those are all wonderful women, and thank you very much for sharing that. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to each of you as well, not only for being here for this podcast, but also for really being involved with ABI and sharing your voices, which I think are all very unique. Together, you're a wonderful group of women, but you have these very strong, unique voices, and they've had an effect on ABI and the things we do and what people think about ABI. So I just wanted to say thank you um, for being here today with us and sharing all of these insights that you have. Thanks, Amy. Thanks very much for organizing this and having us. And thank you to our listeners who joined us today for our special Women's History Month podcast from ABI headquarters. Uh, Have a great day. (laughs) 